There is only Christ. He is everything. He is in everything. That is from Colossians chapter 3, verse 11. Hi, this is Rick, and welcome to my sub-podcast, Christ Through the Elements. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. If this is your first time listening, a very brief summary of what I do in these podcasts. First, we reflect upon the section, sometimes it's just a few pages, of the book, The Universal Christ by Father Richard Rohr. Second, I offer a reflection from another book called The Elements, a visual exploration of every known atom, and that's by Mr. Theodore Gray. Mr. Gray offers short, succinct, interesting reflections on each of the elements going in order of the periodic table. And then finally, I come back in the third part and reflect on what that particular element teaches us about Christ in light of what we have learned about the element as well as what Father Richard reminds us about Christ. So you're here for number 15, which is phosphorus. But we're in chapter 7 of the Universal Christ. And the title of this chapter is Going Somewhere Good. In the section that I have reflected on, read just today, just a few minutes ago, actually, starts on page 94, where Father Richard says, very simply, there is no such thing as a non-political Christianity. Now, as an aside, I just have to clarify here, there is a big difference between political and partisan. Political simply means being engaged in the world, being involved in the ways that we live socially, collectively, as organizations, institutions, nations, and so forth. Partisan, on the other hand, is when we divide ourselves into tribes, us and them, red and blue, left and right, and that's not necessarily always a terrible, horrible thing. Yet, that is not what God does. God is not on the left or the right, a Republican or a Democrat, a Tory or a Whig or whatever the party might be. But yet, if we are to follow Jesus the Christ, we are to do what Jesus did, which is to challenge and critique and call out the powers that be of his time period. And that was society and even organized religion. And remember that it was the conspiracy, the collaboration, the collusion, if you will, between the state, Rome, the empire, and the religious leaders, as uh, we hear the scribes, the Pharisees, and so forth, who conspire together to execute Jesus. Now, back to chapter 7. Father Richard says that going somewhere good, and remember that's the title of the chapter, means having to go through and with the bad and being unable to hold our, and being unable to hold ourselves above it or apart from it, meaning we dive into life. And why do we dive into life? Because that's where Christ was made and is continued to be made incarnate, the word become flesh and dwelling among us. 
Father Richard, on the next page, page 95, goes on to say, God keeps creating things from the inside out, so they are forever yearning, developing, growing, and changing for the good. And then, also on page 95, he has what I believe is almost a hymn. Reminds me very much of uh, something that St. Paul might have written in one of his letters. And um, to underscore, Father Richard actually capitalizes um, a few of these words. And I will uh, uh, highlight in the speaking here what words are capitalized. So, Christ is both the divine radiance at the beginning Big Bang and the divine allure drawing us into a positive future. We are thus bookended in a personal love, coming from love and moving toward an ever more inclusive love. This is the Christ Omega. So, in short, we are being moved through time and history and space by the universal Christ. Christ is the Alpha, the beginning, the Big Bang, the start. And Christ is the Omega, the point that we are moving toward, that God, through Christ, through the Incarnation, is moving us toward. Or would that be towards? I forget my grammar sometimes. But let's move toward the second part, which is a reflection on phosphorus. Phosphorus is number 15 on the atomic periodic table. The symbol is a very simple P. And white phosphorus is something you might be familiar with because it is horrible, terrible, deadly, absolutely, really evil, quite frankly. Interestingly, it was discovered in Hamburg, Germany in 1669, and then less than 400 years later, it also was used to help destroy Hamburg, Germany in 1943 during World War II and during one of the worst firestorms of the war. Even today, white phosphorus is used in mortar shells and artillery that's used in some of the worst and most deadly warfare. But interestingly also, phosphates, which is a phosphorus with oxygen, is essential for growing crops, fertilizing. And it wasn't until the mid-1800s that we learned how to get it from rocks. And what Mr. Gray says is, quote, phosphate fertilizers are arguably responsible for the explosion of human populations to the point where water, not phosphorus, is now the limiting factor in many places. So phosphorus helped explode the use of crops, which helped explode the world population. Interestingly enough, just as a little aside here today, and I always love how these things kind of dovetail together, today is the World Population Day. The United Nations, I believe, was the one who established this. Um, if you ever check out Bing.com, that's B-I-N-G, the Microsoft search engine, each day their homepage has an image that relates to something connected to the day on the calendar, and that is where I learned this today. There are also, besides white phosphorus, two other forms of phosphorus. There is black phosphorus, which Mr. Gray says is rare and really has no practical application, 
And then there is red phosphorus, which is stable, but used to be the incendiary element of matches. So even today, as well as in the past, they were used in matches to spark and burn and combust. So where does this bring us to? Well, I think there's a couple of things that come to mind. First of all, just like there are different forms of phosphorus, some destructive and deadly and evil, and some, well, benign, and others like red, useful and helpful, but also potentially dangerous too. Matches can do all sorts of terrible things, accidentally usually, but also intentionally. Religion, Christianity, can be the same way, right? There are followers of Christ throughout history and even today that are using Christ's name to commit terrible atrocities, to be racist, to be hateful, to be warmongers, to be seeking destruction of one's enemies, to be supporting political leaders who are not really that good in heart or in action. So Christianity itself can be kind of like phosphorus, right? Dangerous, deadly, corrupting, or starting fires, burning prophetically. And again, I think Jesus himself, Jesus the Christ, was this way as well, right? As a prophet, he was kind of like the red phosphorus, calm and stable, if you will, like phosphorus in the red form. But yet at other times, he could ignite with words and actions and turning tables to protest the exchanging of money in the sacrificial system in the temple, or also calling out the the leaders, calling the scribes and the Pharisees hypocrites and unwashed tombs with nothing but filth and vile elements inside of them, or even saying very simply and directly, like he does in Luke's gospel, which is our gospel for the liturgical year, Jesus says in Luke 12, 49, I have come to cast fire upon the earth and how I wish it were already blazing. So like phosphorus, Jesus comes to blaze. And remember, fire, even though it can destroy and kill, it also can purify and temper and help burn away the impurities and the things that keep us from God. And quite frankly, even though certain aspects of Christianity want to focus on those impurities as being personal sin and dishonesty and, you know, sins of the flesh, so to speak, really what the prophet, and I put Jesus firmly in this category, but certainly the Old Testament prophets, Ezekiel and Elijah and Jeremiah and Isaiah and so forth, they came to call out the collective and the communal sin and to set ablaze the people's hearts and the leaders' hearts to turn and to be transformed, to let go of everything that separates them from the love of God through Christ and to surrender and to allow 
their hearts to be filled and to burn within them. Like we hear also in Luke's gospel, as the apostles, the disciples are walking the road to Emmaus, hearing the scripture, walking with Jesus, recognizing him in the breaking of the bread and then remembering that their hearts were burning within them. Phosphorus, red, black, the dangerous, destructive, evil, white, all of a piece, all of Christ. Well, thank you for listening. The next episode will be posted soon on sulfur. We go from black, red, and white to yellow, as we often think of sulfur. Blessings and peace of Christ to you always.